Good morning, folks. It's Doug Godfrey here again with another episode of Married with Grandchildren. Um, as we go into the Elite Eight series of games, I had a couple of observations about that. Uh, first, I wanted to give a shout out to some of my regular listeners and thank them for their help and feedback along the way. Uh, Rand Pearsall, a 1974 graduate of Livingston High School, um, has been uh, very helpful in uh, talking about the format um, and some of the things that podcast listeners might look for and like. I am not the hugest podcast listener, so um, I was kind of winging this all the way. Uh, my son-in-law, Brian Maloney, um, uh, who's also, he's a big podcast listener and has also given me some really interesting feedback. Uh, Mike Klein, who uh, rarely has anything to add of value, but he is a baseball savant and Mike's a dear friend of mine. He also has, has had some interesting uh, uh, feedback as well as I Barely or rarely have an original thought on baseball. Mike uh, really is a, uh, uh, a know almost everything uh, resource when it comes to baseball, past and current. Um, and Ed Wolf, who's been a, a dedicated listener um, and comments on some of my posts regarding the Knicks. Uh, I'll roll right into the Knicks. Um, Ed, Ed had pointed out that yes, they did indeed beat the Bucks the other day, and yes, indeed. Uh, R.J. Barrett had been playing better. However, uh, the fact of the matter is, that is the first Nick, what I would refer to as a quality win, in almost a month. Uh, they did not beat a team, I believe, with a better than 500 record in the month of March. In fact, uh, their wins came against teams that were combined 56 games under 500 uh, prior to the Bucks. Uh, night uh, the Bucks win and I was without Randall which kind of surprised me Randall's been a very useful player uh, gets to shoot a lot more in this in this Knicks offense uh, but don't be fooled by RJ Barrett's little uh, seven to eight to nine game run of 50 percent shooting he has reworked his magic and in his last three games is 23 out of 62 a woeful 37 percent Although he is scoring, and they they need his points, but overall, look, if somebody told you the Knicks were going to be twenty four and twenty two, you would have signed up for that if you can tolerate watching NBA games anymore at this point. Uh, on the weekend, real quick, I thought Loyola would easily beat Oregon State. I saw Oregon State. I did not think they were very good during the year. Um, somehow, they've advanced now to the Elite Eight. Uh, good for them, good for the coach, good for Stevie Thompson, former Syracuse Stars kid. He's a really nice player. Um, obviously, Baylor outlasted, had real difficulty scoring on Saturday if you're looking for them going forward against a slightly undermanned Villanova team. I believe if Gillespie had played in that game, Villanova would have won or would have gone at least right to the wire. Uh, he's a huge contributor for them. And the Wildcats had no answer for the Bears' um, squad and uh, pressure defense. Uh, Villanova's point guard did have a rough day, as was noted by Rand Pearsall on Facebook. Uh, 
Oral Roberts, I mean, God bless them. I mean, with essentially a two-player team, they they uh, they stretched Arkansas, who I have going to my Final Four, um, all the way, obviously, to the wire with a shot to win. Uh, Syracuse's magic carpet ride came to an end as they can only manage 46 points against Houston, another team that struggles uh, to score points. They only scored in the low 60s against uh, Rutgers. And again, against uh, against Syracuse. Um, so we moved to we moved to yesterday's games. Gonzaga is just too much right now. It, I I'll be really surprised if they lose. I know anything's possible, but they've got a variety of ways to beat you inside and out. Uh, Michigan, that's as good a game as Michigan's played all year. Juwan Howard's doing a great job. Uh, he also has one of the best staffs in the country with Phil Martelli as an ad as a bench coach. For those who do know or and, and don't know, Phil Martelli was a great coach, not a good coach at St. Joe's for years. Um, and he, he's such a great experienced ad on uh, Juwan Howard's bench. But ultimately, Juwan Howard, I mean, his team played some beautiful basketball yesterday, trouncing a, a very fast and up-and-down Florida State team who couldn't deal with it whatsoever. Uh, somehow UCLA won. I thought Alabama was a phony at two. Um, winning the SEC tournament this year, I'm not sure was was any great shakes. As, uh, uh, you know, Arkansas was really good. Tennessee was pretty good. But other than Arkansas, you know, I, Kentucky was in a down year. Auburn was in a down year. Uh, but UCLA, uh, the Mick Cronin-led Bruins, uh, they've been waiting for some instant results for him, and he gets them to a final eight. Um, Oregon also, who got the uh, the free ride into the second round. Uh, USC has some talent. They're a six seed. I like them as a value going deep in the tournament for people who don't normally pick six seeds. Uh, and they advance to the final, to, to the Elite Eight. Uh, they have some nice players on that team. Um, miraculously, somehow, in the 184-person pool that I am in, I am in, I, I am second uh, picking just about the minimum of possible winners that you could to be where I am. Um, I have no chance of winning as my best possible score is lower than the person ahead of me. Um, and he also has the same winner, Gonzaga. So, as they say, I see no path to victory there. Uh, here's an interesting thought for you, and one that's inspired a little bit of debate with two of the aforementioned um, uh, helpers with my podcast. Uh, we had an interesting discussion about intangibles, Um I was vehemently opposed to giving intangibles a huge role in the game of baseball because it is so statistically dominated. By that, I mean every instance somewhere is almost accounted for, whether it's driving in runners, driving in runners with two strikes, driving in runners with uh, clouds in the sky, driving in runners uh, with two outs, uh, runners in scoring position, runners not in scoring position. Um Etc. Etc. And so on. So my thing has always been, and maybe I've been, and I've been a little bit criticized about this, is that uh, I I say you kind of are with the back of your baseball card, or in this case, what I use is Baseball Reference. I should have not 
confuse the two, uh, says you are. It's pretty hard to make a guy a great contributor with intangibles if he's a, and this could be anybody. It's not necessarily Brett Gardner, for those of you listening and, you know, part of the Brett Gardner uh, personal fan club who want to wash his car every weekend. But uh, it's not Brett Gardner, but it's hard to make a 250 guy who's even a really good fielder, can steal a base, seems to get a tiny hit. It's hard to make him full of intangibles if you just flat out can't play. However, just showing that I have an open mind for you people out there, um, after talking to my son-in-law and Mike Klein, I may have to revise my um, uh, my position on intangibles as it pertains to uh, baseball. Again, I, I just feel like it's kind of hard to make a guy you know, who's a 250, 260 hitter, who's a, a bit player on a team full of all these intangibles. But I am uh, open, and if nothing else, I do have the ability to be coached, unlike some of these teams that went out in the tournament that I picked this year. So, as I will say, signing off for now. Oh, here's another newsworthy item. Mike Woodson, former Indiana star, and who actually did a really good job as Nick's coach and should have never been fired when they when they were, when they were just turning the corner with him. Uh, Mike Woodson is set to be the head coach, apparently, for the Indiana Hoosiers. Never understood why Steve Alford uh, wanted no part of that and or they wanted no part of him, uh, but apparently he wanted to stay at Nevada not sure that that's a long-term sustainable uh, Final Four type program or Finals 8 or 16 even, uh, even if they get good enough. But apparently, uh, Steve Walford, you know, when you look at him now, it doesn't look like he's ever going to coach Indiana. This was the perfect time. Uh, so, and, and, and one other note, somehow Shaka Smart winds up at Marquette the only thing I could come to, to thinking of, and I was advised by this, is now all these coaches have agents, and their agent must have heard that he was on the block and not going to be renewed at Texas. Uh, Wojo, who would have had his third team in the in the tournament in seven years, uh, uh, was was going to be let go and was let go unceremoniously, despite a 35-game-over-500 record in seven years. Uh, Compare that to Patrick Ewing's first three years. Um, And Wojo's gone. Shaka Smart leaves a factory like Tech, a potential factory like Texas, and winds up at Marquette. Go figure. But uh, I also heard, I think, and I have to, I should have verified this, but that Shaka Smart is a Wisconsin native um, and a a, uh, former Milwaukee resident. So. Who knows? Um, That's it for now. Hope you all have a great day. And um, uh, we got games on today. So, uh, you know, it looks like there's uh, something to do on what is a rainy and windy day up here in this lovely haven of the world. Later.